Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Grace Podcast. I'm Timothy Muse. I'll be your host today. If this podcast is powerful for you and it's it's helping you and you're getting something out of it, I would encourage you to share it out there, get it out there on your social media, on your Facebook, your Instagram. You're probably connected to it through social media, so just go ahead and share it out there. Share it out there. Tag me in it. I'd love to know where you're at. I'd love to know, you know where you're listening from, where you're engaging from. love to know how this is impacting you in the world that you're living in. If you're listening to this on Spotify or iHeartRadio or Amazon Music, I would encourage you to follow it and give us a rating and review. Every positive rating and review that we get is one more opportunity for these platforms to say, hey, look, somebody's listening to this stuff. Somebody's paying attention. So if someone is seeking you know, some self-help or some coaching or what have you, then, then the platforms are going to be like, hey, we'll set it up so that they can be seen so that we can get this information out there. So, so do follow us. Give us a rating and review would love to hear from you if you want to reach out to me directly you can reach out to me through the website gracelifecoaching.com uh, it has all of my contact information you can send me a message or reach out to me how, how i mean however you you want to through the website i would love to hear from you if you want to do some coaching or want to have a conversation love to hear from you love to uh, get that information so please feel free to reach out to me feel free to uh, connect in any way that we can I'd love to help out. I'd love to be able uh, be a part, a, a, a partner in your journey in life. You know, I keep saying that I want you to be better. I want you to be the best you can be. Uh, again, that's not to say that where you're at is not good. It's just to say that we can all be better. We can all grow in some way. We can all find some place where we need our our blind spots kind of filled in and we can grow. So, so I definitely would encourage you if you are uh, finding this to be helpful and you want to reach out and you want to do some more work, reach out to me uh, through the website, gracelifecoaching.com, all one word, all lowercase, and you'll get my contact information. We can go from there. So once again, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for allowing me to be part of your life, part of your day. So I want to talk for a little bit about our internal narrative. So all of us, all of us have an internal narrative. All of us have our words. You know, we can call it, if you're a spiritualist, you might call it a soul, uh, a conscience, uh, an inner dialogue. There's so many different words or names for it. But when it comes down to it, we all run an inner dialogue, an inner narrative. It just runs in our brain. Most Sometimes it runs in the background. Uh, and we don't even really pay attention to it. If we're really focused on something or our brain is really working, then uh, you know, our, our, maybe our internal dialogue or our internal narrative is quiet. Uh, if we're really, uh, you know, if we're engaged in, a, in an enjoyable activity, maybe our internal dialogue is quiet. And, and that's, you know, and, and that's you know, kind of the way it should be. But when we quiet our minds or when we get into places where we're struggling, our internal dialogue, our internal narrative is usually pretty loud. It usually is pretty loud. Now, we want to think, we want to think that our internal dialogue is accurate and active uh, and, and precise and spot on all the time. Well, you know, our internal dialogue is like the Internet. You know, I think of the meme that uh, that has Abraham Lincoln uh, saying, you know, and I and, and I quoted that that everything on the Internet is true, you know. 
so we want to think that everything we read on the internet is true even when we know that it's not but because it's on the internet we want to believe that it is um you know and, and the generation before that that was the the television it was believed that what is what, what whatever was broadcast on the television was true was accurate so people challenged they struggled with um you know the 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 fantasy reality dualism and go back even further into radio and for for those of you who remember in history when orson wells war of the worlds was first read on radio it was believed to be real people were actually panicking that it was a real event because they were so used to those mediums giving them factual information and so when you use those mediums not for factual information but for entertainment if you will um, or for fictional narratives then it can be hard to it can be hard to figure out the difference between you know the fact and the fiction well i'm here to tell you my friends that our internal narrative is a whole lot like that we want to believe that our internal narrative is true we want to believe that the story inside of us is accurate and you know we should believe it all the time we should hold on to every we should hang on every word like our internal narrative is a, is an encyclopedia of our being but i'm here to tell you that's not the case our internal narrative is not always accurate and and maybe you know and and, and that that's important to know i mean um it, our internal narrative is not always accurate and I'm, I'm talk about I'll talk about that, and 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 I'll I'll I think one of the reasons why I'm kind of like shifting in wordage here is because I'm going to use the word truth coming up here in a little bit, or true in a little bit. Um, so our internal narrative is not always accurate. As a matter of fact, our internal narrative is extraordinarily sensitive, and it is extraordinarily manipulative. It, it can be manipulated very easy. You know, I'm thinking of that scene in in Dickens' Christmas Carol where. Uh, you know, where Scrooge is having a conversation with Marley and, and Marley says, you know, do you believe me? And and Scrooge is like, no, why should I? You're, you know, you're a bit of undigested beef. You're a, you're a spot of mustard, moldy cheese. You know, our, you know, and, and Scrooge is saying his physical reality can be, can be altered by such banal things. Well, you know what? Our internal narrative can be um, altered by such banal things too. The, you know, our sleep, uh, our eating habits, our you know, our stress levels, how we feel about ourselves, if we're bloated, if we're hungover, if we got in a fight with our spouse, if our boss is being a jerk, if our you know whatever. So so there's so many things. There's so many things that can affect our internal narrative. Our internal narrative is a very sensitive balance. It's a very sensitive ecosystem, if you will, inside of our brains that that can be affected. And if we believe now and here's the key, if we believe that this internal narrative is true and accurate all the time without any kind of challenge, without any kind of question, then when our internal narrative is wonky for whatever reason, whatever's going on inside of us that has unhinged our internal narrative, then we find ourselves unhinged as well. We find ourselves out of balance because here we have this narrative running in our head that may not be accurate at all, but we're believing it. It may not be accurate at all, but we're believing it. And so then we become unhinged. And it is in our internal narrative that all of those ick things come out fear self-pity doubt anger disappointment uh you know self uh, uh all all of that all of that comes out 
in our self-narrative. So it's the words that we speak to ourselves when we confront these things like, hey, you know what, I'm going to do x today i'm i'm gonna go for a run well why would you do that because you went for a run last week and it hurt you so you're not gonna run or i'm gonna start my own business well that's stupid because the last time you started your own business you did this or you did that or whatever so so it's in this internal narrative that we have all of these confrontations with fear and self-pity and anger and and hurt and loss it's this narrative that tells us, it tells us that we can't or we won't or we'll fail or we're not good enough or we're not smart enough. You know, it, it's the self-narrative that, that spirals down into oblivion when we drop something on the floor and it breaks and now we're clumsy and stupid and nothing ever works and I should just quit, okay? It's that self-narrative that runs these dialogues, these things in our brain. And it's that self-narrative that needs to be challenged. And that's what this is all about. It's about challenging our self-narrative. Because that's one of the other things. You know, for, for those who, you know, totally believe the internet, they never challenge the internet. Those who totally believe TV, there was never a challenge. Or there was never a challenge for the radio. Look, this self-narrative this self we have, my friends, definitely needs to be challenged. It needs to be challenged all the time. Uh, because it is such a fragile ecosystem in there that it can be so manipulated and corrupted by outside stimuli, even the most, even the smallest of outside stimuli. We want to make sure that, you know, since it can be challenged, that we are challenging it to make sure that it is accurate. You know, we could have one small rejection. We could have, you know, someone tell us, no, it's not your turn in line or whatever. And that can manifest into the fear of rejection. And so therefore, the fear of rejection keeps one down. Don't do that because they're going to say no. Uh, what have you. And, and you know, you get the words like, you know, the answer is always no if you don't ask or things of that nature. But that's where that manifests from. That's where that comes from. Those simple fears that the self-narrative just holds on to, latches on to, and then creates a, a massive thing out of it. So it's important to have the courage to challenge your self-narrative, to challenge it to make sure that your self-narrative is actually working for you and not against you, to make sure that your self-narrative is actually a part of your whole, not the entire, which is directing everything else. And so uh, now I, I've worked with a number of different groups on this. And actually, this is something that, you know, I've worked with younger people uh, for their words, but it really also affects and, and applies to the self-narrative. So there's three questions that you need to ask yourself uh, on your self-narrative. So if you're going to challenge your self-narrative, which I would encourage you to do. I would encourage you to do, particularly if your self-narrative is teaching or saying something that, yeah, just it, it doesn't, it really doesn't stand. It doesn't wash. Again, so like you drop something, you break it on the floor, and then, you know, I'm clumsy, I'm a klutz, nothing will ever work, I should just quit. Okay, that's that's what I'm talking necessarily really about challenging is when you, when you spiral. But anytime, anytime that your self-narrative is digging down on you, and breaking you apart, it needs to be challenged. Now, 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 stay with me because I, I think you probably might be jumping to some conclusions. I don't want you to go there yet. So, if you, you challenge yourself, narrative, and and you, there's there's a successive three questions you need to ask yourself, narrative. The first question you need to ask your narrative: Is it true? 
is what your self-narrative saying to you true? Okay. So I dropped something on the floor and it broke. Yes, that is true. That is factual. Does that lead to um, then the thinking of, well, I'm just a klutz and, and uh, I'm, I should just quit? Do, is that true? Are you a klutz? Well, I mean, maybe, maybe not. But was this a klutz moment or was this one of the other thousand variables that could have been brought forward that you dropped it and broke it? Um, so, so is it true? Is the entirety of what your self-narrative saying to you true? If it's not true, then don't believe it. Then don't believe it. That's like saying, that's like believing someone who's lying to you. Don't believe it. Now, you know, and, and I'm sure you say, hey, I mean, it's not that easy. No, it's not that easy. That's why we confront it. But we've believed the lie for so long that it just becomes common knowledge. We've believed the lie that the self-narrative is giving us. So maybe we need to work on believing the truth. Is it true? No. Okay. Well, then don't believe it. Don't believe it if it's not true. Period. End of it. Call it out. This is a lie. I'm not a klutz. I was distracted. I'm not a klutz. This was an accident. I'm not a klutz. Whatever. Call it out. It's a lie. Call it out. You would call out a liar if your child broke it and you said, did you break that? And they said, no, I didn't. I watched you break it. I know you broke it. You'd call out a liar if it was your child. You'd call out a liar if it was a politician. You'd call out a liar if it was a family member. So call out your own lies. Because your self-narrative is not always going to tell you the truth. It's going to be so, it's affected by so many things, it's not going to tell you the truth. Not all the time. So, first question, is it true? If it is not true, then don't believe it. Tell it to shut up. Say, you know what, you're telling me lies, enough, shut up, leave me alone. And sometimes you just have to be that brutal, that blunt. You need to tell yourself narrative to shut up. You're lying to me, shut up. This is a lie. I don't want to hear it anymore. Now, I know that's not always easy and it's not always fun, but it is necessary if you're going to control and challenge your self-narrative. If you catch your self-narrative in a lie, you need to call it out. Okay? Now, if it's true, if it's true, okay? So, so what you're saying is true. You dropped the bowl on the floor and it broke and you're clumsy well if you're looking at a broken bowl on the floor and you know that you have a propensity to be clumsy then you're speaking truth but then the next question is is it necessary do those words really need to come out does that thought really need to happen you know you're clumsy it's part of you you know that gravity has an effect that when things don't aren't supported, they will fall to the ground. And if they're breakable and they hit a hard surface, they will probably break. Okay? So you know the truth of the reality. You know the physics of it. You know that you're, you're clumsy. Okay, so you dropped a bowl and it broke. Do you need to say it? Is it necessary to come out of your mouth? That's the next question. You know, that question can come forward if you're interacting with someone else, uh, but also more so if you're interacting with yourself. Is it true? If it is, then is it necessary? Do you need to say it? Or can it just be? Can it just reside? 
Do we need to think it? Because when we think it, there's judgment behind it. Okay, well, I'm a klutz, and in our world and society, klutzes are bad things. They're to be scorned and, and, and made fun of, and so therefore I'm going to scorn and make fun of myself and feel bad and all that kind of stuff. Is that necessary? No, it's not. It's not necessary. You don't need to say it. So if it's true and you know it, then it's not necessary to say something. It's not necessary to say it. Don't. Just don't bother. Uh, and 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 that's it. Okay, got it. Let's move on. Clean up the bowl. Uh, lost a good bowl. On you go. On with life. Don't need to say what's necessary. It's already there. I'm sure you've all heard the uh, the commercials um, for I, I think it's Priceline or Booking or w- one of them where it's Captain Obvious. You know, thanks, Captain Obvious. Well, sometimes the truth of our narrative is Captain Obvious. You know what? Yeah, I know that. Thanks. It's not really necessary to say. So challenge it. It's true, buddy, but you don't need to tell me. I know full well. Thank you very much. Um, and move on. If it's not necess- if, if it's not necessary, then then don't say it. Don't allow it to be said. Challenge yourself narrative. Challenge yourself narrative. That's not necessary to say. Quiet. Shut up. Be done. However you need to speak to yourself. Sometimes we need to speak to ourselves harshly in order to get what we're looking for. If it is necessary. So if it's true. If your self-narrative is true and your self-narrative is necessary, then the last question you need to ask is, is it kind? Look, we can challenge ourselves, my friends. We can call out truths in our lives that need to be addressed. We can call out things that, that, are, that require a necessity, of, but they can still be kind. You can be kind while you're challenging yourself. There is no rule that states that if you're challenging yourself, you must be mean, nasty, hurtful, broken down, etc., etc. You can challenge yourself and you can be kind. Obviously, you can be kind because you're, you're really looking at this and you're asking the question, so you want to be better. But you can be kind. You can speak truth to yourself. You can speak necessity to yourself. But you can also be kind because if your if your self narrative is not being kind, then it's really not looking for you to grow. It's just looking to beat you up. You're looking to beat yourself up. You're looking for uh, uh, to find a way that you can tear yourself down or pull yourself apart or or eliminate yourself or convince yourself that you're worthless or whatever whatever it is that your self narrative desires to ultimately achieve is being achieved through these words through this stuff. So that's where you ask the third question. Is it kind? Is it true? Is it necessary? And is it kind? And look, if it's true and necessary but not kind, then you need to rethink. You need to call yourself narrative out and say, you know what? I get it. Thank you very much for pointing out this blind spot in my life. But let's be kind about it. Because I don't need to be beaten down for this work or this moment, or this place. Let's be kind about it. And when we start to challenge our personal narrative, our self-narrative for that, to be kind and to be truthful, to be truthful, necessary, and kind, then we can start doing it with others because then we look at others and it's like, okay, you know, I got things to say to them, but I'm going to ask the same questions. I'm going to show to others what I'm showing to myself. But first and foremost, my friends, is that you are allowed, as a matter of fact, you should be challenging your personal narrative. You should be challenging your self-narrative because it is not always right. 
and it is not always accurate, and it is not always working in your best interest. So whatever is going on, challenge your personal narrative. All right, so that's what I got for you for this episode. Uh, as always, if this episode is helpful, get it out there, share it out there, uh, bring it out there to others so that they can hear it and be part of it and really kind of dig into what we're doing. Remember, this is not proprietary information. When you're better, I'm better. When we're better, the world is better. And we here at Grace Life Coaching want you to be the best you. We'll talk to you next time.